Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome. It's good to be with you all for our very first episode together with this new format. Yeah. Super excited about that. Super excited. Yep, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you talk about something for so long (laughs) and you're finally doing it. This is it. The rubber in the road. That's right. So if you didn't hear last week, we had a special announcement, a special episode where we talked about our new membership community called Connection Plus. Yeah. And we are just thrilled beyond words to finally have this out there and to be gathering with all of you. And so if you haven't had a chance to look at it, you can visit connectionpluscommunity.com. We also have a link in the show notes to it and go check it out and see if it's something that you would want to be a part of. It's a community where we have monthly themes where you get live group coaching from us, expert interviews, readings, and just more in-depth stuff around a specific topic every single month and an online community too, where people can engage with us and each other. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to have you join us. So please come check it out. So we'll probably be plugging that for the next few episodes just to let people know about it because it's new and exciting and we want to grow it as much as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's dive in to today's topic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So our discussion today is going to center around the question, how to move from extrinsic to intrinsic motivation. External. Oh, I do that. I keep doing that. (laughs) Thank you. External. But I think extrinsic should be a word. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm... Yeah. External. (laughs) I might do that a couple more times in this episode. So now we all know what I actually mean. External motivation. It's just because you love the intrinsic so much. It has to be everywhere. I guess so. But good question. I mean, that's some really insightful, purposeful energy and effort to move from one to the other. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this is, I don't know, just as a parent, as a helper, as a therapist, as a family member, just... We want, even ourselves, like we have this dream or belief that somehow people should want to do the right things for deep internal reasons Mm -hmm. and not just because they're being made to. You should want to do the dishes for your family, (laughs) (laughs) right? Right. You should want to be nice to your siblings. You should want Uh to stop watching so much TV or you should, you know, or, or our own personal struggles or habits around, you know, compulsions or addictions or I think there's a natural, I think, expectation that we have that we should just be internally or intrinsically motivated. Well, because it builds on like personal autonomy and that matters. Right. Otherwise, whoever's got the biggest piece of cake is going to get all of your energy and attention. That's right. That's right. Before we get too far ahead, I do want to, since we've probably confused everybody with the terms and the words now, let's back up. No, we we got a bright group here. (laughs) think they're that confused. But yeah, let's talk about I'm not in trying to insult the audience here. about yeah. like what that what is intrinsic, what is extrinsic. Let's talk about extrinsic first. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. I'm gonna get this. This is hilarious. <laughs> I know. 
Sometimes I do this. Occasionally I do this with words. And I'm having a hard time with this one. External. We're going to start with external. There's kind of this funny thing, just as a side note in our family, (laughs) whenever somebody flubs a word, we have this like funny little way of just kind of teasing each other and being like, what did you just say? Yeah. We can't just let it go. I I can't let this go. I would be- External. My children would not respect me if I just like (laughs) let you get away with this. Okay. External (sighs) motivation. Yeah. So let's talk about terms here, I guess, and just, yeah, get clear on that. I mean, intrinsic is the idea that we do something that kind yeah. of springs from within, mm-hmm. that we don't need to be pressured or required by an or outside rewarded force. Rewarded in some form. Right. By an outside force or pressure to do something, do the right thing or do good things. That like it can come from just a personal sense of satisfaction right. or something that drives internally. Yeah. Right. And then external, of course, is that we only do things when we're required to. Or rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or either Coercion, to get a reward yeah. or to avoid a punishment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, which is a lot. Maybe maybe part of why it gets a, a bad rap is because it, it tends toward just being more along the lines of behavioristic. Right. So, you know, if you want a piece of candy, you do the right thing. If you don't want a spanking... You do the right thing. Right. And so are we just a bunch of rats? Yeah, it feels in a, a maze little bit like, working like for objects. The, yeah, working for the sugar water or... <laughs> Sometimes I, mean, I feel like that. But you promised me after this we'd go get a Dairy Queen. <laughs> That's just it. That's why That's I'm just here. It. It's so right. interwoven in yeah. our lives. So it's not like we can avoid right. external... Well, because, you know, there, and there's been periods in my, you know, in our lives, I mean, I'll speak for myself where I was going to work just for the paycheck, mm-hmm. you right. know, but I wasn't going just for the money. I was going because there was a deeper intrinsic, right? So that's, it's intermingled. There was sure. an intrinsic motivation to take care of my family or myself mm-hmm. and to have what I need. And so external intrinsic. And so I don't, you know, I think the goal ultimately is to live a life where we're not acted upon all the time. Yeah, especially right. in relationship. It's hard on relationships mm-hmm. to be in a constant state of external motivation because then it's up to that other guy right. to make sure that we're behaving, you know, in a way that is going to work best. Right. As opposed to like just a deeper, I don't know what, higher, yeah. higher purpose, higher yeah. motivation. Yeah. And I think that we maybe we had to structure this with a couple of different maybe settings. There's like the parent child. Sure. Right. Or even maybe three settings, like personally, just for ourselves, mm-hmm. intrapsychically, like I, how do I motivate myself and not just rely on outside things to make changes in my own life? How do I, as a parent, work with people I'm responsible for? And then as a, maybe as a spouse, where I know a lot of partners, I work with a lot of betrayal, of course, a lot of women that are, especially that I'm working with, who feel like, how do I get my husband to care about saving mm-hmm. this relationship? How do I get him to care about stopping a harmful behavior? Yeah. And, you know, so there, a lot of times the boundaries almost become this external. Like a reward or Reward or motivator, system. more punishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the past they used things to try and reward or manipulate or try and sure. coerce people, you know, and it, it you can drive yourself crazy trying to do that on all these different levels. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. So do you want to break it down that way? Talk yeah, about let's. the different ones. Let's. Can we talk, let's do parenting first. I think to me, that's the easiest one. Sure. I like that. Let's. Get a softball. So 
I was actually reading, I saw a social media post recently from a dad and I'm not judging this dad. I'm just bringing it up as an example of where we go with it. Cause I certainly have struggled with how to motivate my own children oh, over the heavens. years. Yeah. No right? judgment here. Because, so, but I thought it was a really, no. you know, on its face, it was really creative, but I, you know, I look at it and go, is that going to work long-term? Is that really what you want? And this was a dad whose son was playing basketball. And I'm, I'm guessing the age of the kid based on what I could tell, I don't know this person. The kid would have been probably in, in elementary school or younger. Okay. Little. Yeah. And the dad had had made this deal with the kid that was like, if you shoot the ball, if you just try and make a shot, you get sprinkles on your ice cream. If you hit the rim, which means that you shoot it a little more yeah. accurately, yeah. you hit the rim. Closer to the target. Right. Then you can have two scoops of ice cream and sprinkles. Mm. And if you make a basket, then you know, you'll get like a bigger, like three scoops or a Sunday oh, or something mm. big. So mm -hmm. the dad was trying to say like, work harder, you'll get more. And trying to make it cute with these little add-ons and whatever. Sure. And and the kid went out there and worked hard and played a good game. And the dad was so proud of him. And that's a great way to mm -hmm. teach a concrete, right. in a concrete way, uh, somewhat of an abstract principle, for right. sure. And so then moving from the external to the intrinsic, how do well, you... Before we go there, uh -huh. I just want to spend a little bit of, bit more time talking about how external motivation just... Like it makes sense because it's often sometimes it's what we can see. Yeah. It's what like we're dealing with tangibles mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And so it's a fine place to start if yeah. you're needing to start. And sometimes it works really well. It can be really, really effective at determining outcomes. Yeah. But the rewards or the lack of punishment can diminish over time. Right. And so it isn't a long-term play, like you were saying. Yeah. So it can be helpful initially, but then we're left with how do we help a child like care enough to practice enough to get the ball in the basket? Right. Without ice cream every time. Uh-huh. Right. Which is tricky because we're talking about another person and their own personal autonomy. Right. So I, I mean, I'm thinking like, okay, you've got a little kid. And I see this a lot when we go water skiing with our friends and family. It's like, hey, like, oh, yeah. right? Because it's like, I want them to have that experience that they don't know they want to have yet. Yeah, right. Or that they it's hard. It's intimidating. And they don't know how good it feels. It and then scary. they get up and they, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll get you some Legos. I remember like bribing one of our kids. Really? Did I? You may have. I think I did. I think I bribed Miri to get up on oh. skis or some maybe slalom ski or something. And I bribed her with a Lego set or something. And she did it, got up. And now, and then she got a taste of it and bribes went away. She didn't have to anymore. She had the, the inner experience, the autonomy, the personal victory, the sense of, you know, personal mastery. And, and it went away. And so I think with this little boy playing basketball, mm -hmm. I have to wonder if this dad just like, get in there, see what it's like, shoot the ball. Maybe this kid was really shy or scared and didn't you know, have a lot of sure. confidence. Or maybe he played a lot at home by himself yeah. and was like taking steps towards. So I think externals can be good, a good way to get us into the experience and maybe have success with something. Sure. And then maybe it grabs on, but then like it goes into personal autonomy at that point. If the yeah. kid doesn't like basketball or if my yeah. kid doesn't like skiing, which has happened with some of our kids. Mm-hmm. No amount of Lego sets is going to no. keep them wanting to do that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that even goes with trying to eliminate it. I mean, we're talking about having fun experiences, but I think it also goes for eliminating painful behaviors too, or harmful behaviors. No amount of motive, like external motivation or punishments are going to make it really internal, intrinsic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what are you thinking of when you say that? Well, 
I mean, I think you can flip this. I mean, we're talking about positive experience of succeeding with something. Yeah. But if there's a behavior we want to extinguish, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we lecture and lecture and lecture. And, <laughs> I mean, hypothetically. Why would we? That's right. right. Why would you come up with that? I've heard other parents <laughs> do that. Um, that's a, a regular in our home. Yeah. We're so, on that. so lecturing or, you know, taking things away. And I, you know, or I mean, even just, just recently with one of our children and, and, you know, cell phone and friends and just trying to monitor that, how to move it from them caring about what's good for them. When we know maybe as parents, we're talking in a parenting context, we know that this is something that really matters for their well-being. And do we even care about intrinsic motivation at this point? Do we just focus on like, no, we're just going to impose boundaries and consequences. And then when they leave our house, they'll just do whatever they want. I mean, this is where I think that the challenge is mm, yeah, for parents, you're right? right? It's tricky. It's really tricky. And I'm remembering a parenting experience, a total fail that I had when our oldest son was like four years old and he was a talker. Just he was so verbal, so young that I just talked to my child like a regular person <laughs> because <laughs> he'd engage you that way. Yeah. yeah. He, and he still does. But I remember we were just trying to address something and he kept talking and kept trying to negotiate and kept trying to negotiate. And I had reached such a limit that I like responded with, I was the biggest monster. I was yelling and I was just so full of anger and he kept talking. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I am going to have to do the work to figure this out without just trying to like, up the level. I felt like I was as mean of a terrible, scary adult, scary. Yes. That I could have been. And it, it wasn't helping. Yeah. So I was going to have to then try to figure out the nuance and find a way to help him. So in some ways it can be easier. Right. Just to, well, I I can take the, the consequence up a level, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can play that game for a little bit. And he was four. So, so he wasn't even. I do not believe at the time that he was trying to go toe to toe with his mother. No, it just didn't have. He an was little. On him. No, yeah. no amount of of venom that I felt appropriate. Yeah, bringing which wasn't even appropriate, right. but that I thought was could have an effect. It just didn't. So, so I guess my whole point in bringing that up is that yeah, it is a harder process to help teach intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And, you know, and just in doing some research or thinking about this topic, personal autonomy seemed to really come up a lot in the research. Okay. Yeah. Well, around yeah. being able to, and I've seen this just in my own, my own parenting as well, that it's so hard to trust that, you know, to, to trust some, you know, your child's journey, to trust that they're going to choose the things that they want. Or that you approve of. That, that we approve of, but yeah. to, that, that they're going to be able to self-determine and have that autonomy to say, I'm motivated to do this, you know. I mean, I remember, you know, like our son Riley, who's a drummer, we signed him up for piano lessons and other musical mm-hmm. things. And I think the cello at one point, he mm-hmm. didn't didn't really take to any of those, didn't really. No, we had lots of, it's got to practice, got to fit in the practicing. No, you can't go play yet. You have to but practice. But when we gave him the choice of like, what instrument do you want to play? Oh, for him. He chose the drums. And this is a guy that. Never looked back. Never looked back. I'm going to practice literally three, four hours a day. Yeah, there were times when he would practice. Have that you recovered often. from that? All that noise? <laughs> well, he's only been gone a year, so not quite. <laughs> <laughs> so about 10 years of that in our house. Yeah. Of him drumming and, and just intrinsically motivated, just yeah. full of love for 
the activity and the sound and how he could progress. So I think, I know that this conversation probably is is less challenging for us when we think about our kids' hobbies, but in some ways it, it can impact our relationships with them Yeah, when we impose externally what we believe their life should look like, how they dress, you know? I mean, it just made me think of like our daughter, Miri, who yeah. is wearing clothes now that we wanted to put on her <laughs> five, six years ago, right? Yeah, she stopped. She really... Yeah, around the age of four or five, she she really didn't cared want us to dress she, her, and she did not want to wear pink. And so we didn't, you know, we it was just really important. We felt her. really strongly so that we, we were like, give okay, her some autonomy. You, can, you get to choose that if you hate that color. And and so it was challenging for us to not paper doll her, yeah, and dress her the way we thought she should look. But she's now dressing in, in a way that feels good to her now. She kind of came into her own style, and yeah. it's been really fun to watch that. I think this is the most challenging with trying to eliminate negative behaviors. We kind of come back to that. Yeah, I've been thinking that in How does some personal of this discussion. Autonomy, yeah, work into that. Well, because external motivation has so much to do with determining outcomes. Yeah. And that's oftentimes what we want. Mm -hmm. We want to determine the outcomes. And so it does take a lot of trust and faith and maturity to move into relationships without a need to control the outcome. Right. And some things we can't tolerate, especially as parents mm -hmm. and we're, as we're helping children hone their behavior. Yeah. So some outcomes do matter. Like it does matter if your kid's running around just being a screaming tyrant all the time. That matters. Right. Those outcomes do matter. Yeah. And I think taking it from the external into the intrinsic, it almost feels better to say external, internal, huh? Oh, maybe. I maybe. Know. <laughs> I know. I'm second guessing every wrong. time it comes out of no. my mouth. But moving from that external space of, you know, you need to stop doing that or questioning their mm -hmm. behavior or challenging and pushing back on that and helping them like really develop that. I think part of that autonomy is important. And like you said, when they're younger, we have to impose a lot of restrictions on them because they're just immature and don't understand how the world works. Mm -hmm. And we teach them that through structure. But I think in that, there has to be a conversation about their own values. And sure, starting what, to help them understand yeah, like their passion, mm -hmm. their interests, how their things feelings. feel when they happen to them, how they treat others and uh -huh. they start to really use their own experiences to help them clarify their own values, which I think will drive their things. I remember when I was 19 years old, I was preparing to serve a full-time mission for our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I was getting ready to go off to, to serve for two years in the Dominican Republic. And I was, I was like talking and speaking in a way that I'm sure was very offensive to my dad. I don't remember what I was saying, but I, I remember I was just probably being really loud and rude or I don't remember, just immature with my sisters or something. And my dad just in passing walked, just kind of pulled me aside and was just like, hey, you know, that just doesn't sound like somebody who's going to go out and represent Jesus. You know, I just, this doesn't sound like something you probably want to be doing. You know, he just kind of like, hey, this probably isn't aligning with your values of what you're going to oh, go do. Yeah. And that's all he said. And it's perfect. And it really did take it from, instead of just being like, hey, knock it off, quit talking to your sisters like that or quit being, a, you know. Yeah, or no son of mine's going <laughs> to like, it just, there weren't all these imposed. It was like a, a value comment of like, hey. That Where is it that you want to be? Yeah, this doesn't sound like what you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like my And then dad. you go in, yeah, he's, he's good. He's so, that. yeah, he's so good. So subtle, so kind of indirect that way. Mm -hmm. But then what you did was you went internal, internal. and you were like, hmm, what are my values? Doesn't what do up. I want to be? Not that. So yeah. I guess I'm going to stop that. Yeah. So I think, I think there's a lot of influence we can have as parents, as, you know, family members to, you know, highlight or have these, these key moments to really take this value set on the outside and help them look at it on the inside. Mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot of 
courage, a lot of awareness, mm-hmm. timing, yeah, love, yeah. like real, like love and patience. support, not control, right? Patience, yeah. yeah, to not look at everything like it's a, it's behaviorally, you know, oriented, not to like loosen up the yeah. the need to control the outcomes and create teaching learning opportunities. Yeah. Let me talk about the patients there for a second. Even just recently, I was talking with uh, just a good, some parents, just good people working hard with their, one of their kids. And I just heard myself saying to them like, man, doesn't it feel like all these things feel so urgent? Like we have to like Uh. have this lesson learned right now. (laughs) Like if, and if it's not learned right this minute, they're going to be in prison. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking orange jumpsuit. Like if this doesn't happen right away, it's over. Yeah, we can we can bring that are, pressure. Are any of our journeys like that? Right? Like it's just so yeah. layered. There's so much like patience and like time and and just experiences layer upon layer like that and and I think moving from external to internal, I think it just is like I love the word patience and like getting rid of the urgency around it. Right. Not that there aren't some boundaries that have to be set or some things we have to maybe impose especially in a parenting context, but can we trust that like maybe this isn't the one time they'll learn it? Right. <laughs> and that we can then have another conversation or maybe uh-huh. they can, can model and see it. or they're, in, you know, in a, in a, having an a experience with a coach or a teammate or in church or, mm-hmm. and these things just start to build character and intrinsic motivation over time. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's perfect. Let's just kind of wrap up if we can. I want to talk about. Well, if, I'm yeah. actually wondering if we should just like wrap up here. And then we can like really give the next two oh, so more segments time. more So today time. we'll do parenting. Yeah. And then maybe the next one we yeah. do personal motivation and then the context Relation. of a spouse trying mm-hmm. to change patterns. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Because then we can really give it time and not feel rushed. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. So how do we end this? <laughs> no, this is our first time. So thanks for joining us, first of all. Yeah. Glad you've been here. And... uh We'll keep bringing good conversations. I hope you keep yeah. coming back. Stay with us because, yeah, the next time we get back on the mics here, which will be in about five minutes, we're going <laughs> to, because we, you know, got to maximize our time in the studio here. Is that too much giving away the secrets, how we record our episodes? We can let them into the, the secret club of how things work. <laughs> so next time you uh, you see us, though, we'll we'll be talking about more applications of this. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. And uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. We'll catch you guys yeah. next episode. Yeah.